And welcome to today's episode of Airport Wild Podcast. So today is a really cool episode. Actually, today is going to be a two-parter. Uh, we're going to release this um, two different episodes in the same week. Uh, but we're going to be sitting down with Amy Anderson. Amy is a wildlife biologist with the FAA. And with her, we're going to be going over uh, two uh, advisory circulars, AC38, that's 150-5200-3838, as well as uh, 33C, that's the new one. So, yeah, today's going to be a two-parter. We're going to talk about 38. Um, hopefully, we'll get a clean break between these two episodes, uh, but we're going to release uh, AC38 today. And then, uh, at the end, we'll tell you when we're going to release 33C, but we're going to release both of them uh, in, during the same week. And, yeah, uh, let's jump right into it. As soon as I hit the button, you're going to be listening to Miss Amy talking about uh, 38. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. AC38 is, um, it talks about the protocol and the methodologies for conducting a wildlife hazard site visit, a wildlife hazard assessment, and preparing and reviewing a wildlife hazard management plan. So for the general aviation community, uh, I think the most helpful part of this AC is the wildlife hazard assess, or I'm sorry, the wildlife hazard site visit portion where it details what a site visit is, how long, you know, a couple days, three days, four days, and the types of questions that um, the wildlife biologists would be asking and everything from strike history to uh, what types of mitigation they're doing now, what kind of issues they might be having with wildlife, where they're seeing trends happening. Um, because this is a short time frame, the biologist would be talking to the anybody who is working on or using the airport to get information and then spending a couple days out there to to see for themselves um, um, what trends there are for even those couple of days, what kind of habitats there are, what kind of other attractants there are. And the site visit section goes into how to do that or a suggestion of how to do that. It's not a recommend or it's not required. It's just a recommendation. Um, So that way, both the airport operator and the biologist can be, can follow along with the same, you know, have the same idea of what, what should be accomplished in a site visit. And then for general aviation airports, um, there's such a range of GA airports. There are the very, very small ones that have no staff whatsoever. And then there are the larger ones that actually have a decent amount of um, traffic. And so the site visit is gonna depend on on the size and the location of the airport. And a lot of GA airports, their main concern is deer. And if they need a fence, or if a fence is recommended by the wildlife biologist conducting the site visit, 
then having that site visit and also creating a kind of a, a very abbreviated version of a wildlife hazard management plan is going to be necessary for the airport to um, request funding from the FAA to help pay for a fence. So that is one thing that this AC also talks about. So even though a general aviation airport is not required uh, by the FAA to get a site visit, get an assessment, or have a management plan, we highly recommend it. And these steps are also required, they are required if the airport is looking for funding. So that that's what's helpful about this AC specifically for non-certificated airports. Very cool. Yeah, because it's um, and I'll just doing these like it's uh, just kind of like a snapshot overall of you know you're not like you said you're not getting the broad spectrum of what uh, constitutes a management plan per se. You know, a full year long set of surveys and um, and just kind of getting that snapshot to kind of. I'm just trying to abbreviate a little bit um, to get it uh, some that little snapshot of information, and then, like you said, it kind of comes with it's not required, but it comes kind of with, with some uh, perks. Um, like it is required, not perks per se, but just because it does help down the line if they are trying to look for, you know, some kind of a funding allocation. But uh, right, because um, the grant section of the FAA is going to ask for justification. Yeah, because typically fences are pretty expensive and um, and they're going to want to know that the airport is doing its best to mitigate wildlife in every way, not just by building a fence, but also taking into account, you know, what happens if there is a deer on the runway or you know, and that's that's what it is. That's what the abbreviated wildlife hazard management plan would talk about specifically, just to to ensure that <clears throat> that the fence is going to be backed up with other actions if necessary, and the airport understands that this um, that they need to justify that grant. So. But that pretty much wraps up 38 for non-certificated airports. Actually, can we go one step further? Um, just because if somebody's not 100% familiar with what we're talking about oh. with 38, um, you mind briefly going over, like, uh, like what is the, the difference between a site visit, a wildlife hazard assessment, and a plan? Just just kind of short, short and sweet. Sure. So... A wildlife hazard site visit is typically something um, that takes two to three days. And again, it's it totally depends on the size of the airport. A wildlife biologist goes out, spends some time observing wildlife, talking to the airport, researching strike data for the airport. And then they what follows is a a short report talking about, you know, putting together all that data the information that they have, and some recommendations for the airport on how they can mitigate any wildlife issues that they might have on site. And the, the report would talk about any observed 
um, attractants or wildlife during that site visit. A wildlife hazard assessment is a 12 month um, survey, surveys that take about 12 months, uh, consecutive months that cover all seasons. And the qualified airport wildlife biologist um, is on site making observations. Um, and the recommended methodology is morning, midday and evening surveys with a few nighttime surveys in there as well. And this is to this is for certificated airports and and a wildlife hazard assessment is actually required for certificated airports under 139.337. That's the 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 rule, the FAA rule for certificated airports. Um, and there are triggers basically that would require the airport to do a 12 month wildlife hazard assessment. The wildlife hazard assessment would um, result in a report that includes all the data from the surveys, um, all the wildlife hazards that were observed, the habitat that's observed, and then recommendations for the airport that for mitigation strategies um, to reduce the hazards as much as possible. Um, the wildlife hazard management plan. So the wildlife hazard assessment report is written and it goes to the airport. The airport is then required to submit it to the airport safety certification inspector, which um, usually happens during their annual inspection, airport inspection. The inspector will take a look at the report and then determine whether or not the airport should prepare a wildlife hazard management plan based on that wildlife hazard assessment. And it's very rare that that we don't recommend having a management plan follow up an assessment. It's just better for the airport in general because there are always some actions that can be taken. I don't know of any airports that don't have some sort of wildlife hazard, whether it's attractants or maybe seasonal wildlife at the airport. And it's, it's good for liability purposes for the airport. So a wildlife hazard management plan basically has all the priorities listed for um, actions that the airport will take to alleviate the hazards, whether it's um, doing some active wildlife mitigation, using um, um, auditory measures to scare or harass, um, sometimes lethal um, mitigation is required or trapping and relocation. All of those things require permits and training. Or it might be um, phased habitat management. So any attractants on the airport, um, large stands of trees, wetland areas, those sorts of things um, that 
are shown to attract wildlife may need to be removed. And the airport can will put those in things in the wildlife hazard management plan with a schedule of when those things would be done. And the airport would have to follow um, NEPA guidelines to to I guess to to do these actions. And NEPA is National Environmental Policy Act, which is a whole other podcast. Yep. <laughs> I won't get into that too much, but I feel like it is something that I should mention. Um, and then of course, a lot of tree removal and any wetland impacts are gonna require permits from other agencies aside from the FAA. The FAA is, doesn't give um, authorization to do those things. So the, it's up to the airport to make sure that they are covered with permits, whether it's from the Army Corps of Engineers or, or some kind, sometimes local ordinances on tree removal and, and those sorts of things. So um, the airport is responsible for doing their research before they do any habitat modification. And if they can't do the modification, then they need to justify that in the management plan. Um, they might make a note saying, we realize that the wetland is an attractant. However, we, have, we cannot or have not been able to acquire a permit to, to remove the wetland or modify the wetland. So, in that case, we will monitor the wetland as much as possible and take care of any um, wildlife that's attracted to it through other measures, you know, stuff like that. I mean, it's every management plan is going to be very different. It's going to be tailored specifically to that airport, and it's going to be based on the recommendations made by the qualified airport wildlife biologist who conducted the assessment. And the management plan is the airport's document. The, air, the airport needs to determine what actions are feasible, a schedule that is feasible because some of the projects might um, qualify for AIP grants funding from the FAA. And all of that needs to be scheduled years in advance, um, along with all of their other safety projects that are happening, runway, um, resurfacing, repainting, uh, you know, those sorts of things. So wildlife is just a small piece, obviously, of the airport's certification manual. Um, did I miss anything? I think I... Uh, no, I don't believe you have. Um, I think you went into them all very well. Uh... I mean, there are more things that are in the management plan, but the bulk of it is how are you going to mitigate the wildlife hazards on your airport? Um, there are administrative things like, you know, what, who is going to be the manager of the wildlife program? Is it going to be your airport operations manager? Is it going to be um, a wildlife biologist that you have on staff? So, you know, those sorts of details also need to be included, but those are more administrative things that the airport can decide um, and kind of check off the list. So. Right, right. Yeah. So I think 
Yeah, I think we've covered 38 as best as we can, at least in a, you know, in, in kind of a podcast kind of format. Uh, like I said, the NEPA stuff is is a whole other yeah. podcast that would require <laughs> probably an environmental uh, specialist to be involved in that as well. Right, which that's something um, to be a great idea for another for another episode. We're always looking for uh, for more content, more uh, you know, more ideas. So that's definitely going on the list. Uh, get somebody. And we'll talk about talk about NEPA and um. So from there, yeah, if we if we cover thirty eight, let's just dive right into the the new the newest AC, um, uh, which would be one fifty fifty two hundred thirty three C. All right, everybody, that is it for today's episode, but that's not it for this interview with Miss Amy Anderson. Uh, episode 8 is going to be releasing well within a couple of days of this episode coming out. Um, uh, this episode, I think, is coming out on the 31st of March, I believe. Uh, so uh, episode 8 should be coming along by the 2nd. Uh, I think it's the 2nd or the 3rd. But yeah, we're going to roll that one out, and that's going to be about... Uh, AC33C, um, C is in Charlie, uh, and it's just going to be a just a continuation of this current interview. So it's just going to be, it's no fancy intro, no nothing. It's just going to jump right into the meat and potatoes. Uh, we cover 33C in very good detail, I think. Um, and yeah, thanks for sticking along, uh, sticking around, listening to us to the end. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment, uh, do whatever you can. Uh, let us know what you think of the show and how we're doing and anything you guys might enjoy listening to yourself. Any questions you might have, we'd love to answer. Um, oh, thinking about interaction too. Uh, don't forget, when you like, subscribe, comment, whatever, please leave us a review um, uh, throughout the... Uh, we, this is on YouTube, it's on iTunes, we're on was it Google Play, Stitcher, we're on like nine different platforms. But please leave us a review because after each episode releases, we're going to be going to those interviews and pull a name out of the hat, and then whomever that person is, we're going to get in touch with you, try to, uh, and then you're going to win some Lou Makers, Airport Wild stuff. Um, might be snarg seasoning, might be swag. Uh, not 100% sure what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be some cool stuff. So, yeah, please go in there, like, subscribe, comment, let us know what you think, and I'll get out of your here for today. Next time you hear me, we'll be going over 33C with Miss Anderson. All right, so thanks, y'all, for sticking around. Have a good one, and hopefully we'll keep helping you uh, get your airport wildlife management to a higher level.